share something with you before I get started. This is, this is very serious. And a man was a little intoxicated. I think they call it drunk. He kind of stumbled through the woods and came upon a preacher that was baptizing people in the river. And the drunk walks into the water and he bumps into the preacher and the preacher turns around and he's almost overcome by the smell of the booze. Whereupon he asks the drunk, he's drunk, he says, are you ready to find Jesus? Yes, I am, he replies. Preacher grabs him and dunks him in the river, pulls him up, asks the drunk, he says, brother, have you found Jesus? The drunk replies and says, no, I haven't. The preacher's shocked at the answer, dunks him again in the water and Then a little bit longer this time, he pulls him up out of the water and he asks him again and he says, Brother, have you found Jesus? And the drunk answers him again and says, No, I haven't found Jesus. By this time, the the preacher, he's he's at his wit's end and and so he takes the, the drunk and he puts him into the river under the water and he holds him down for about 30 seconds and when the drunk begins to kick his arms and leg, the preacher pulls him out and he says, He says, have you found Jesus? He says, for the love of God, have you found Jesus? And the drunk wipes his eyes and he catches his breath and he says to the preacher, where did he fall in at? (laughs) We can look for Jesus in a lot of different places and we can look for Jesus in ways that maybe are not traditional and we want you to find Jesus and that's the whole goal about connecting to God and, and coming today to be able to say, how can I work on that relationship with God? I want to talk a little bit today about something that affects every human being. I want to talk about living a stress-free life. Anybody ever dealt with stress? I got a little prop here that I like to use now and then. My wife will probably give me a hard time about wrapping it around my suit, but it'll be all right. Okay, I think I'm ready. Y'all ready? I want to read to you something about stress. Pulled this off of WebMD. It says, what happens when you're stressed? Stress is what you feel when you have to handle more than what you're used to. When you're stressed, your body responds as though it were in danger. It makes hormones that speed up your heart, can make you breathe faster and give you a a burst of energy. This is called the, the fight or flight stress response. Some stress is normal and even useful. Stress can help if you need to work hard or react quickly. For example, it can help you win a race or finish an important job on time. I want to take the next couple weeks and talk with you about how to live a stress-free life. Now, you may not have any stress in your life, and if you don't, please see me afterwards. And I'll have you teach the next month or two, maybe six months or a year on how you got there. Amen? We all have to deal with pressure. We all have to deal with stress. Many of us have to deal with overcoming anxiety or depression. Maybe you battle with that. Maybe some days you're up and some days you're down. Maybe, maybe you're, you're thinking, well, I, you know, I'm having a good day today. And, and you battle with depression or anxiety. 
See, I don't believe that you have to go to the doctor to get free from depression and anxiety. I don't believe you always have to be medicated in order to overcome depression and anxiety. I believe that the Bible has answers on how to get us free from stress and how to live a stress-free life. So I'm glad you're here today. Turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, I'm going to live a stress-free life although I'm sitting next to you. All right. Today's message, we're going to talk about living a stress-free life. We're going to look at three things about a stress-free life. Are you ready? If you're taking some notes uh, on the back of your (coughs) handout, you can take some notes and you can put this down. We're going to cover a couple things over the next few weeks. and, And the first thing we're going to talk about is what is stress. Say that. What is stress? We're going to talk about what stress is. And the second thing, we're going to look at signs of stress. Anybody want to look at signs of stress? You're going to probably see where there's been stress in your family and you've dealt with stress just by looking at the signs of stress. And the third thing that we're going to talk about is the cause of stress. So let's just roll up our sleeves. Let's just get right into this thing this morning as we begin to look at this. So what is stress? How many of you believe that you know what stress is? Just raise your hand. Okay, hold it up because i just doing a little survey here. You know, I think almost everybody, there's a few people that may not. Okay, you can put your hands down. I, I, I really appreciate your honesty and saying, hey, you know what? I think I know what stress is. Well, we're going to look at it definitionally wise. Can we do that? Stress can be, a, it can be a force, and maybe you've never thought of it much that way. It can be urgency. You know, it, 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 we're, we're urgent. We're, oh, are we going to get there? Are we going to be able to do that? Are we going to be able to be there on time? Those of, uh, those of us that run a little late, we deal with stress sometimes on a daily or hourly basis. So that we can look at stress and we can see it be force, we can see it be pressure, we can see that it it can be urgency. Another thing that stress would be would, would actually be force or violence or maybe strain. Maybe you're straining to do something or you're straining to get into that place of God that God wants you to get into. Maybe you get a little bit agitated. Now, I'm not going to ask who gets agitated in the place today. Because we all get agitated at times. If things don't go our way, depending on the personality type that that you are, you may get more agitated than others. Stress, you can be confused. It can bring confusion. How about uh, this definition for stress? That it's a heavy weight of difficulty. A heavy weight of difficulty. So if we're going to look at stress and we're going to see what stress is and the signs of stress, I want us to realize when you get agitated where that comes from. That's a, that's a stress, uh, I should say, indicator. That's a stress indicator in your life. Another, another definition of stress would, would actually be uh, that it's what you feel when you have to handle more than you're used to handling. Now, God's designed us to handle stuff. Do you realize that? He's not designed you not to handle anything. In fact, he even says in his word, he won't burden you or put on you more than what you can handle. See, a lot of times we may not realize what we got in us until we find out what's in us. You know, I find out that until pressure comes, I never find out what's on the inside. So on this bottle... 
it has a lid on it. And if, it, if you haven't been baptized... <laughs> so how many of you thought, oh my gosh, he's going to squeeze that thing and it's going to blow up. And all of a sudden you begin to get a little agitated. It's kind of like... Um, Maybe if I would crack the cap a little bit and then just barely put it on. Okay, that's enough. How many of you ever felt that you've been under pressure? How many of you ever felt that you've kind of been like this bottle of water, that you feel like you've been squeezed and squeezed and squeezed and And maybe nothing's come out. Maybe there's something that you want to work on to be able to get it out. Let's look at some other other definitions, a few other things of stress. I want us to to look at at it here in just a minute. The Bible talks a little bit about stress. The Bible talks a little bit about pressure. The Bible, if you were to go to Luke chapter 10, do do you remember Mary and Martha? Jesus came over to Mary and Martha's house, and I'm telling you, Martha was what we would say stressed. Martha was stressed out. I would imagine that our community, the leaders in our community, are pretty stressed out the fact that President Bush is coming. Well, if you could take that and multiply that two or three times, maybe hundred, two or three hundred times, then you might be able to experience maybe what Mary and Martha, especially Martha was experiencing when Jesus was coming to the house. Watch out for my thing there. Jesus was coming to the house and, 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 and Martha was trying to get things right. How about you ladies? You like to get things right before you go anywhere or do anything or anything like that? Uh, you know, I mean, it has to be kind of in a... I'm getting agitated. So, Martha is upset. And Martha's like, Jesus, why don't you tell Mary to help me? Anybody got agitated when you're cleaning up after dinner and you're the only one cleaning up? Hello? Anybody got agitated when it was time to wash the dishes and you seem to be the only one stepping out to wash the dishes? Can I get a witness over here? Did that ever bring you stress? Did it ever put some pressure on you? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. The Bible says that Martha was cumbered or distracted And you know what that word distracted means? It means to drag around. Like I'm dragging around this stress. You can't see yourself, but I'd say I look pretty stupid, don't you? It's okay, brother. I love you, man. (laughs) I mean... 
Come on, y'all, let's go play volleyball. I think it's a pretty bad deal that I'm dragging stuff around. Don't you? So when you look at that word in the Greek, it literally means to be dragging all around. So Martha was dragging around stuff through the kitchen, into the living room, into the dining room. She was kind of dragging stuff around. Like I've been dragging around this weight. But every time we worry about issues in our lives, it's a little hard to play volleyball with this thing. It'd probably be even harder to play soccer with it. How about if we went to the grocery store? Wouldn't that be a sight this afternoon? Y'all come in, I'm pushing a buggy, dragging my stress. You know what this represents, don't you? Everybody? Stress. We drag it around. We carry it with us. I've seen people where I've looked at them and went, Whoa, you must be really stressed today. Because their, their face is all different contortions. <laughs> it's okay to laugh in church, y'all. It's all right. I think you guys are going to remember this. So Martha was dragging stuff around. We don't need to be dragging around our circumstances. We don't need to be dragging around everything that, that we're involved in. We get weary, we get tired, and we just drag around our situations and our circumstances. Pressure on the outside of you brings forth oppression. I'd say I'm outside, this is a little oppressing for me to walk around with this weight. And it's just a 10-pound weight. But many of you are walking around with hundreds of pounds of weight. Many of you are dealing with areas in your life, situations that you really don't have any control over, but you carry the stress of that situation. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Let me read this scripture to you. It says, You know Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went about doing good, and were healing all of those that were oppressed by the devil. So oppression can come from the enemy. He was healing all those who were what? Oppressed. Not because of their situations, not because of their circumstance, but it was the enemy, the Bible says, the devil brought oppression upon them because they were oppressed by the devil. So oppression, as it continues, becomes a distress to you. And stress is just pressure. Write this down. Stress is pressure that is not dealt with correctly. Stress is pressure that is not dealt with properly. Because there's going to be pressure in your lives. 
So let's take a look at some signs of stress. We kind of know what the definition of stress is. Say pressure. I looked in the Bible. There was not a single scripture that said stress. Hmm. You can look it up for yourself. There was not a single verse that used the word stress. But there were some that talked about pressure. So what about signs of stress? If you were to see somebody, or maybe you can get real honest with yourself today, and you can begin to look at some things and you think, you know what, am I dealing with stress? Do I have that in my life? Is it, is it evident to others? One of the things is forgetfulness. Say forgetfulness. Oh, man. Sometimes I'm thinking, what have I got on my plate? I called somebody up the other day and I was like, who is this? And they said, you called me. I said, I forgot who I called. I mean, some of you think it's age, but maybe it's possibly stress. How about temper? Anybody have a bad temper? Could be stress. Let's look at some other signs. So if there's forgetfulness and temper, how about chronic fatigue? How about you get tired? I get tired a lot. I'm just tired. Brother, I'm tired. I mean, I'm just tired. I'm just really tired. What time did you get up this morning? Seven? It's 7.30, brother. (laughs) You've been up for a half an hour, but I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm just tired. That's stress. How about cynicism? How about negative? You know, some people that just, I mean, I think they think it's a spiritual gift. It's just to be negative. Man, I've just got to say, look, I, I, can't, I can't come over now. Why? Because you so, I can't tell you. <laughs> but I'm afraid to go there because all that negative stuff will just jump on you and you feel like you got to go home and take a shower. Come on, somebody. You know somebody like that. How about critical? Signs of stress can be helplessness. You ever felt helplessness? Another sign of stress would be no sense of accomplishment. I feel like I just didn't accomplish something today. I just didn't accomplish something today. So I feel like I'm on a treadmill. Anybody ever felt like you're on a treadmill? In other words, you know, treadmills are good and they're, they're great, but you run and 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 your heart rate's up and your blood pressure's up and everything's up. But you ain't gone nowhere. Hello? You're still looking at the same TV show? (laughs) You run and you run and you run and you run and you run. Anybody know what I'm talking? Maybe I'm just talking to me this morning. But I see it in the body of Christ. I see it to where we feel like that we've got no sense of accomplishment when things are accomplished, even if you strike out. Even if you hit a foul ball, because you're in the game. Another thing that may be another sign of stress might be a feeling of failure. It's getting at home now. We've all dealt with times that we've had feelings of failure. You've felt that you just couldn't achieve anything, and you were just a failure. I put up there boxed in. Anybody ever felt boxed in? You don't have to raise your hand.
But if it makes you free today, then raise your hand and raise your hand. But I've felt boxed in. I've felt boxed in. Stress is the root cause of these symptoms. And we need to deal with the root cause. If we deal with the root cause of these symptoms, then we're going to have the fruit right. If we deal with the root, then the fruit is going to be right. Can I get an amen? Other signs of stress. Let me just read a couple things for you. Short-term or acute stress can keep you awake at night and make you feel irritable and edgy. High stress levels over a long period of time, chronic stress is what that's called, can cause serious health problems such as high blood pressure. It can weaken your immune system and make it difficult for your body to fight off disease. Stress is linked to health conditions such as depression, heart disease. But if stress happens too often or lasts too long, it can have bad effects. It can be linked to headaches. Your spouse isn't the one giving you that headache. Come on. Your kids are not the one giving you that headache. Your financial plan is not the one giving you that headache. An upset stomach. Anybody ever had that? Back pain. Trouble sleeping. It can waken your immune system, making it harder to fight off disease. If you already have a health problem, man, stress can make it worse. It can make you moody. It can make you tense. This is something everybody deals with. We all deal with it. It can make you depressed. Do you know stress can hurt your relationships? Do you know you can get to the point where your relationships may suffer and you won't do well at work or won't do well at school? Because you're dealing with stress. Because you're dragging around some stuff. Anybody experience these symptoms in their life? Anybody here? If you'll stay with this, we aren't going to have you manage stress. We're going to have you deal a death blow to stress and experience the God kind of stress-free life or the God kind of freedom that God wants you to have. Can I get an amen? amen. What? What do you mean? What, what, what do I need to do? What, what do I need to do to deal a death blow to stress? Anybody want to know what we're going to do? All right, let's look at this. Number one. Number one, the first thing we're going to have to be able to do in order to deal a death blow with stress is identify the enemy. First of all, you're going to have to identify that stress is not of God. You're going to have to identify that it's trying to bring sickness and disease, deal with issues in your life, trying to get you irritable and upset, cause arguments, cause strife, cause discord in your life. And you've got to identify that, and it comes from the enemy. He wants to oppress you. Oppression starts on the outside. Depression starts on the inside. 
Psychologists are dealing with people that are depressed and the number one way they're dealing with these people that are depressed, they're saying, would you do something for me? And they're like, what? Would you go outside your house, close your door and go help your neighbor? But people that are depressed are just dragging around some stuff. They're just dragging it around. You've got to know, you've got to know that stress is an enemy. And we're not here just to manage stress. I want to eradicate it. I want to get to the point where I can live and operate in the kingdom of God. And those things that come against me on the outside won't affect the inside. Well, the world, the world will teach you how to cope with it. Take this drug, call me in another few weeks, see if it works. If it doesn't work, I'll just give you another one. And they use you as a guinea pig. They don't know. They just try this. Well, it didn't work. Try that. That didn't work. Try that. And in the meanwhile, you got $300 tied up in different prescriptions and medication. And, you know, the Bible says that the devil disguises himself as the angel of light. Once we learn how to deal with this, we can avoid this trap. Because he's going to lay that trap out there. Let you carry that thing around. Hey, brother, how you doing? What is that? Stress? That's my stress, man. You want to carry my stress for a little while? What's that thing do? Causes sickness and disease? Gives me high blood pressure. Anybody want some high blood pressure? (laughs) That's the enemy's trap. But what we're going to do little by little is we're going to let the enemy begin to not have a hold on us. And we're going to be able to walk free of that stress thing. Can I get an amen? Everybody's got it. Everybody's dealing with it. We've all got these symptoms that we're after. But I'm here today to tell you and declare to you that we are going to begin to put a war on stress and we're going to declare and decree the Word of God over our lives and you're going to begin to live a stress-free life. I don't know if that makes you happy, but it sure makes me happy. Amen? So you've got to identify, number one, you've got to identify the enemy. That when that comes, you've got to say... I'm not hooking up with that. I'm not going to step into that trap. I'm not going to get involved in that. The second thing that we have to know, number two, is you've got to know, as a believer, that there are going to be times of trouble. There's going to be times of difficulty. Stop telling everybody that everything going to be hunky-dory, peachy keeny. Just give your life to Jesus and everything going to be great. <laughs> I, I've been there, done that, brother. And, you, and all of us that are, that are believers in the house know that we've had difficulty, haven't we? We've had trouble. We've had issues we've had to deal with. But I got something for you. Anybody want to have a stress relief pill today? Oh, anybody want to have a stress relief pill today? John chapter 16, verse 33. 
John chapter 16, verse 33 says, In this world you will have trouble. In this world you will have trouble. Jesus says, But take heart, I have overcome the world. And if Jesus has overcome the world, uh, then I think you can overcome the world too. Anybody want another stress pill? Psalms 34, 19. Let's read that together. Can we read, it? Can we read this out loud? Ready? It's the one on the bottom, y'all. Psalms 34, 19. Ready? Read. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord will never Make me want to shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, I, I mean, think about that. We need to take this thing and read it. Then when you read it over and over again, it's going to get inside of you. And then when it starts to come and you can say, hey, 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 I no longer have to deal with this because I am a righteous man. And although I got many troubles, the Bible says the Lord delivers me out of them all. Say, he's a deliverer. Are you a righteous man? you got to stand up and say, look, I am not taking this because I'm a righteous man and I'm going to get through it. Well, you know what? You're going to have to go through it. Yes, you are going to have to go through it. When trouble comes your way, just lift your hands and say, hallelujah, anyhow. Hallelujah, anyhow. When trouble comes your way, just lift your hands and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. Anyhow, hallelujah, anyhow. When trouble comes your way, just lift your hands and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. Anyhow. I mean, we got to have that attitude to say, Hey, it's coming. Jay says, count it all joy. It got me stirred up in that thing in our small group Wednesday. And this is kind of an overflow of some things that were taking place from Wednesday night in our small group. We're going to have to deal with those issues. You can deal with it. The Bible says, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. And if you can't, as a believer, deal with the issues, who can? There's no hope for the world. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. You ought to be glad that you're sitting next to me. Okay. Let me get back on here. First Peter, let me just share with you scripture. First Peter, chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. You can write it down. It says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you which comes upon you for your testing as though some strange things were happening. Strange things are happening to me. I don't know why I ought to go through this stuff. It's just strange. You know that little Toy Story thing. Strange things are happening. I don't know why I'm going through this stuff. The Bible says you're going to go through it. And the King James Version says, says not to think it's so strange. If we deal with the troubles and the issues in life, we will have victory over them. It's the ones you don't deal with that you won't have victory over. 
It's the ones that you push under the rug and you can't push no more under the rug because it's now a mountain. It used to be a speed bump, but now it's a mountain. Can I get an amen? See, the world system is always wanting to bring you trouble. But in God's system, according to God's word, he'll deliver you out of it. Say, God is my deliverer. What are you going through today? What issues are you dealing with today? I want you to know if you're a righteous man, you're going to have some trouble, but God will deliver you out of them. Anybody want to raise your hand and tell me that you, you play cards? You've played cards before? No, no, it's all right. It's not cards that are evil. When, when I'm a righteous man and I deal with troubles, I have got a trump card that I can play that says, my God will deliver me out of them all. It's a trump card. And this trump card is the word of God. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians. We're, we're going to get into this thing. You guys ready to? I'll start my message here in just a few minutes. 2 Corinthians, I want us to look at chapter 4. I'm in 1 Corinthians, that won't work. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I want to look at verses 8 and 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. Hang on just a second. Okay. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not despairing. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. We're afflicted in every way. Look at the NIV version. I think I've got the NIV version. I want to put that up. That's the one I've kind of memorized. We are hard-pressed on every side. Check that out. Now, what I'm going to do, let's do a little responsive reading. Y'all know what that is? The NIV version, I'm going to read the white part, and I'm going to ask you to read the yellow part. So when I say, we are hard-pressed on every side, you say, perplexed, persecuted, struck down. Are y'all getting that? We're giving me goosebumps on that deal. See, this this is God's trump card. Paul, the great man of faith, wrote this. He wrote it to the church in Corinth. I'm telling you, that church was messed up. (laughs) We got some messed up churches. I'm telling you, that church was messed up. 1 Corinthians, the letter that Paul wrote to that church, he began to start setting things right. He began to tell them how to cow ate the cabbage, if you all understand. He said, look, y'all are messing around. You got some guy's wife married to her son, stepson or son-in-law or something like that. It was some stuff that was wrong, and Paul was just laying it out. I mean, he if you'll read 1 Corinthians, he let them have it. He let them have it. And then 2 Corinthians, he's coming back with a little softer, a little more encouraging. And he comes back to this place, and he says, we're hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. I'm persecuted, but not abandoned. I might be struck down, but I'm going to get back up because I am not destroyed. Because there is no weapon formed against me that shall prosper. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's try this. I want to I read through this again. That side over there did really great, y'all. They did really great. So the pressure's on you. 
but no stress. We are hard-pressed on every side. Perplexed. Persecuted. Struck down. Everybody, we're hard-pressed on every side. Perplexed. Persecuted. Struck down. Last time, we're hard-pressed on every side. Perplexed. Persecuted. Struck down. Let's give the Lord some praise. Amen? We're not destroyed. I'm look, I'm telling you, there might be some things that are, you're dealing with today, but I'm telling you, you, you might be hard-pressed on every side. Some of us are dealing with it just hard-pressed on the front side, and we're really upset, and we're dealing with it, and we're getting sick and vomiting and all sorts of stuff taking place in our body. But we got to look at the Word of God and say, wait a minute, I may be hard-pressed on every side, but you know what? I'm not crushed. It, it ain't over. It ain't over. It ain't over. It ain't over. It, it might be a minute left to go in the fourth quarter, and you're down by 10 points, but I got news for you. It ain't over. It ain't over. It ain't over. It's not over. You're going to go through. You're going to deal with the issues. You're going to say, hey, I am no longer going to allow stress to rule my life. I'm going to rule over stress. Can I get an Amen. Pressure, man, it's designed by the devil. I'm telling you, it'll put you into a place where you'll make bad decisions. You'll make bad decisions because you're under pressure. Decisions that you make begin to govern our lives. Our lives are a series of decisions. It's one decision after another. Do I go to church? Do I not go to church? After I get to church, do I participate? Do I not participate? Do I give? Do I not give? After church, do I go out and eat? Do I go home and eat? Do I fast today? Do I pray today? If we go through the whole entire life. It's decisions. Do I go here? Do I go there? Do I say this? Do I say that? Do I stand up and say something? Do I sit down and say something? Do I relax? Do I press in? Do whatever I, I mean, our whole life is just decisions after decisions. And stress, the pressure that the enemy brings on us is designed to push us into making wrong choices, bad decisions, or believing a lie that the enemy himself is the father of lies. Well, we're entering a difficult time in our economy. How are you going to handle it, brothers and sisters? Financial pressures coming in many areas in our lives. How are you going to handle it, brothers and sisters? So when we look at this and we say we're afflicted in every way, but we're not crushed. I'm perplexed. Things might be a little perplexing in my life right now, but, but, but I'm not despairing. I'm, I'm not saying that there's no hope. We might be persecuted for all sorts of different things. But you got to say, you know what, although I'm persecuted, I'm not abandoned, baby. God's not going to abandon me. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll always be with you. I don't know, but that's comforting to me when I know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that Jesus is still with me. He's not abandoned me. He's not said, whoop, i got to go. Things are tough over there. I'm going to be over here. <laughs> See ya. No, no, he's still with me in the midst of my trouble, in the midst of my different times that I've got to, to say, God, help me through this area. Help me walk out this. Help me step over this. Help me climb this. Help me fight this. God will be with you, and he will deliver you out of all the trouble that you're in, in Jesus' name. 
So we're hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. So how am I going to be delivered out of this trouble? You tell me I can be delivered out of the trouble. How am I going to get delivered out of the trouble? Well, look at verse 13. Verse 13. Everybody there? Look at verse 13. Let's read verse 13. But having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. Doctors, medical science, research, all tell us that our words can control how healthy our body is. Our words can affect our central nervous system. Say, I'm a conqueror. Say it again. Say it again. See, James says if a man controls his tongue, he can control his whole body. He says the tongue is like a rudder that can actually turn a ship 45, 90, 180 degrees, even 360 degrees. It's the tongue. Say it's the tongue. So we have to turn our tongue towards God. We have to turn our words towards God. I love the song that Debbie said today. Even the prophetic words that Tatum was talking about in the natural. There are some things that God spoke the world into existence. He saw darkness and said, let there be light. It was the words that took place. That tongue is the rudder. On the flip side of it, our tongue tries to get our flesh out of trouble. So if I lie, what does my tongue do? Oh no, I told the truth. And then my flesh is in trouble. Are you with me? My tongue tries to get my flesh out of trouble and complains. Because my flesh is the one that complains. It's not your spirit complaining. If it's a complaint from your spirit, it's probably, feed me, feed me, (laughs) feed me. I need some. Give me something today. Feed my spirit today. (laughs) But it's your flesh and your tongue lies and your tongue says, nah, and to lie about it. Or your tongue will begin to bring forth anger. Anybody ever deal with that? I mean, the devil will use our tongue to force our defeat. We'll think we're getting by with it and we'll lie out of a situation to get out of it. And it just makes it worse. I'm telling you, the Bible says the truth will make you free. Even if you have to take the consequences from the truth, listen, you're better off telling the truth. Young men and women, tell the truth. I don't know how many times I got a whooping, whether I told the truth or told a lie. But when I got the ones that I told a lie to, I ended up with more whoopings than the ones that I had but told the truth. And there were whippings you didn't get. There were whippings you didn't, come on somebody. There were whippings that you got away with some stuff that you should have got whooped. <laughs> Praise God for mercy, amen? I mean, the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. There were times where my mom should have whooped me even harder. Come on. The soul wants to control your tongue so you'll begin to lash out in anger. 
If you sow a seed in anger, then you're going to receive it. The, to- the, the soul, the tongue, will begin to lash out in a way that will begin to scream and yell at a person. And that screaming and yelling isn't going to work. Been there, done that. They're like, they're, they're, they're screaming and they're yelling and they think that their husband or wife are going to change because they talk louder. <laughs> the Bible says it takes a gentle answer that turns away wrath. It takes a gentle answer that turns away wrath. So look, at, let's read verses 13 through Can we read verse 13 through 18 today? Just follow along as we read this. But having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, so that the grace which is spreading to more and more people may cause the giving of thanks to abound to the glory of God. Therefore we do not lose heart, But though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. We look at the trouble instead of looking at the solution. Or we look at the trouble and think it's going to be difficult to go through it instead of looking at the reward that comes through going through it and the character that it develops in us. Everything's designed by God to develop character within you, to make you more like Him. To operate more like him. So if we're going to deal a death blow to the enemy. And we're going to get released of this stress thing. And I sure feel a whole lot better not having to carry around that 10 pounds today. Not having to carry around that burden of stress today. We're going to have to number one. You're going to have to know the enemy. You're going to have to know what it is designed to do. So when you watch the news. And you get agitated then understand it's designed to agitate you. It's designed to open the door for the enemy to put stress on your body. You see how bad things are? Things are really bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. I mean, it's bad, brother. I mean, things are bad. Things as bad as really bad. That's trying to speak it into existence. Why don't we cancel that out and speak life into it? It might be bad, but it's turning around in the name of Jesus. Maybe it's bad because God's shaking some things and getting some of them crooks out of there so righteous people can come forth and in the midst of the trouble, we can stand up and say, hey, the righteous come forth and delivers us out of this trouble. Can I get an amen? So the second thing we got to understand is you got to know that you're going to have times of trouble. You're going to have times of trouble. There is nothing in the Bible that says, man... Man, when you just follow after the things of God, it's going to be easy streets. In fact, if you really read it with eyes to see it, they paid a price for us to have it. 
just like America has paid a price for us to be free. And the third thing, and this is the third point, how to get out of this trouble, how Paul got out of this trouble was verse 13. He said, I believe, therefore I have spoken with the same spirit of faith. I believe, therefore I speak. Let's start speaking to the mountain. Let's start speaking life. Let's start speaking those things. I, I, I think about when God created things. That's how he created it. He spoke it into the existence. When Jesus was in a battle with the enemy, in Matthew chapter 4, he said, As it is written. As it is written, man shall live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. As it is written. Jesus showed us to take the word and to begin to speak that word forth. To begin to take that word and speak that word forth and things in your life will change. Come on, somebody. As it is written, you look at what the word says and then you say what the word says about your situation. You look at what the word says. What we do is this, if we want to be honest, is we don't look at the word to what it says about our situation. Are you going to make it? Can I do it? I think the Bible says... I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who gives you strength in your time of need. I can do all things not outside of Christ. I'm telling you, if you're doing it outside of Christ, it's in vain. It's not going to matter and it's not going to last. Can I get an amen? So what we do is we have a situation or a circumstance come upon our life. And we just look at how bad it is instead of saying, wait a minute. My Bible says, my God shall meet all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. We look at situations and say, maybe I'm not educated enough. Maybe I don't have enough wisdom. Well, he says, if we don't have the wisdom, then we are to ask for wisdom. And he'll give it to us in James. Maybe it's Ephesians 1.17. For the spirit of wisdom and revelation will stop there. And the scripture says, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know Christ more. Maybe we need to know him more. Maybe in the midst of my trouble, in the midst of my circumstance, I'm going to be driven to my knees where I hadn't been on my knees for 34 years. And now all of a sudden, I'm driven to my knees and saying, God, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And the Spirit of the Lord will say, get up, Joshua, and go in and take the land. You can't, but we together can. And you've been anointed to do it. It's a natural thing. Enjoy where you are on the way to where you're going. You're overcoming things in your life. You're beginning to step out of the old and you're walking into the new. You're saying, hey, things are shifting in my life. Things are changing in my life. But it's going to propel me into the destiny, into the plan, into the purposes of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, that is weak. Hallelujah. 
Romans 8.28 says he's working everything out. He's working it out. He's working it out. I don't know what you're going through today, but he's working it out. I'm here to tell you, he's a working it out. He's at the scene. He's making changes. He's bringing things to be. He's working it out. He's working it out. He's working it out. He's working it out. He's working it out in Colorado. He's working it out in Washington. He's working it out in New Hampshire and Mississippi. He's working it out in Alabama. He is working those things out. He's working it out in Oklahoma. He's working it out in Woodward. Amen. Amen. He's working it out. Say, God's working it out. So I'm going to live a stress-free life. So when they say, Pastor, somebody just stole your car. I can say, hmm, honey, we got the insurance paid, right? No problem. Hello? I can't find my wallet. <laughs> Be stressed for three days. I've been there. I'm, I'm, not, I'm telling you stuff that I've dealt with. Where's my wallet? Where's my wallet? We stop now. And we ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, where's my wallet? Help me find my wallet. Help me find my wallet. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, I, I looked in there. I looked there three times it wasn't there. All I know is that we focus not on what we see, but what we don't see. Because the angel of the Lord just took that wallet from hiding and brought it over here to the kitchen counter and laid it over there. And then said, okay, let's watch and see what happens. And I don't get stressed. I stay in peace. I operate in the kingdom of God. Hey, there's my wallet. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. There's my wallet. And yeah, thanks, angels. <laughs> Thanks, angels, for beginning to move that. Or the Holy Spirit himself moves it. Are you with me? I don't care how it gets moved. I just know that God begins to reveal that stuff. So we got to speak the word. Say, speak the word. What's in your mouth, what's in your heart is going to come out. If it's death and destruction, sickness and disease, or is it life? Speak life. The Bible says that death and life are in the tongue. The power of death and life are in your mouth. You can speak it forth. You can speak forth the problem or speak forth the solution. Somebody needs to say solution. Somebody else needs to say solution. So what are we going to do with this? Oh, I I got some things I want to... Nah, we'll wait till next week. Our goal is to have you live a stress-free life. Does it mean you don't worry about anything? Yes. Does it mean you're not concerned? No, you're concerned. There's issues in your lives today that you need to be very concerned about. But your trust has got to be in the Lord Jesus Christ. Your trust has got to be in the one that can change situations and circumstances. And that's why prayer is so important. To pray to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. It can be a formal prayer on your knees in your bedroom. It can be driving down the street and just having a conversation with God. You can be getting ready to walk into your office at work or getting ready to go to the grocery store or getting ready to go get in a boat on a lake and you can talk to God. God's a personal God. He's not a far off God. In fact, if you whisper, 
It's close. He's close. He's close. He's close enough that if I take one more step, I can be in the dimension of God. He's close enough that he's inside you, that he's wanting to bring things to pass in your life. God's that close. When we speak the word, we give the Holy Spirit material to work with. I don't want to put the Holy Spirit on the job site with no materials. I don't want to put the Holy Spirit in the right place at the right time and not give Him anything to work with. It's the Spirit of the living God that operates with inside you. That if you'll connect to Him in a new way, He'll lead and guide and direct you through the trouble that's ahead. I wish... I could tell you that there isn't trouble ahead, but there is. But you know what? He's giving you the tools to overcome the trouble when it's there in front of you. Amen? Every one of you today, be encouraged. Because greater is he that is inside you than the trouble that's coming against you whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's children, grandchildren, parents, grandparents, whether it's job-related, whether it's just issues that God's dealing with you. If you'll open up your heart to God today, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today's the day. He'll bring a peace that when you're in the midst of of that trouble, you'll still be able to lift your hands and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. Hallelujah, anyhow. Hallelujah, anyhow. Hallelujah, anyhow. Hallelujah, anyhow, God. No matter what's going on, Hallelujah, anyhow. The disciples, the apostles, and many other people were martyred and just said, God, I'm not going to move. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I'm not moving. If God delivers me, if he doesn't, I'm still delivered. Let's stand up. I'm going to ask you to gather some scriptures together this week. Here's the challenge. What is it that you're facing? I'm going to ask you to gather some scriptures together. Because the enemy wants to bring stress. He wants to bring pressure. He wants to bring sickness. He wants to do those things in your life. But we're not going to let him. Amen? You are going to operate. You got people going to look at you and go, what happened to you, girl? That used to get you all upset. You get mad, rant, and rave, and cuss, fuss, fight, and bite. But now you, what's up with you, girl? I'm living in the kingdom of God. I'm operating in the kingdom of God. I've got peace to know that God's working it out. It's going to be all right. Is it going to be difficult? Probably is. But you know what? God's going to work it out. Am I going to have some difficult times? Probably am, but God's going to work it out. Let me pray for you today. Who would say, lift your hand if you, if you want me to pray for you? Just lift your hand. I see your hands. I see your hands. Let me just pray for every person, God, that's lifted their hand here today. God, give them courage. Give them strength. 
in the midst of some difficult times in their life, God release the spirit of the living God on that situation. Holy Spirit, we're asking you to get involved in every area of our lives. Every area of our lives. Clean up what needs to be cleaned up. Heal what needs to be healed. Deliver what needs to be delivered. Set free what needs to be set free. God, we're going to gather scriptures to say, look, I'm dealing with this, but I'm going to, this is my toolbox, and I'm going to begin to now open it and bring forth the declarations of our Constitution, which is the Holy Bible. So God, those that are here today, I'm asking you to help them. I'm asking you to partner with them. You're already there, God, that they'll just get involved in what you want to do. Strengthen them. Help them through these difficult times ahead. God, we're together on this thing. We are not backing down. Our goal is not just to manage stress, but to eliminate it totally so we can operate in even what Tatum was prophesying today, the freedom, the joy, the love.